0: Welcome back to the Strictly Conversational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. Uh, once again, um, and uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me as always is my fabulous co-host, Noah George. Noah, how you doing this fine, fine late evening? Well,
1: I want to let this sink in, okay? Because it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. We've been... We've been saying,
0: like, it'll be good to be back. Yeah, for like a couple months now. Yeah, we, maybe we've, I've texted him once a day, and I said it, it'll be good to be back. But that's all I've said. And it'll I'm like, what, what are you back. talking about?
1: It's it's three in the morning. Stop texting me. Who <laughs> are you? It'll be
0: good to have it back. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking. I didn't take anything. I, I I've been texting him from different burner phones that I've purchased from Dollar Generals across the Midwest. I just get
1: a thousand texts from from random numbers <laughs> that are like. It'll be good when I have it back.
0: And it's like I, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. Where's the amulet? I want it back. I've Been investing in track phones, so expect that stock to go through the roof soon. Hey man, stocks are big right now. There's a lot has changed. I think last time,
1: since the last time stocks we recorded, stocks have really taken no, listen, off. listen, listen. listen. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like. Hey guys, it's 2007. The housing market's about to blow up. <laughs> guys, invest, invest, invest. oh yeah, do that. No, gonna no, be good no, no, for you. I'm saying, like the last time we recorded was August. It was what January, uh, December, uh, November, October, September, August. It has been exactly six months in two days that we ha- well from recording this. Oh, really? Has yeah. it
0: been that? Well, it has seems been. like a long time. Ago. I just
1: checked. So <laughs>
0: I, I just checked.
1: I just checked. Don't okay? worry about I'm it. The, I'm doing the research the over here.
0: Yeah, it's been it's, it's been a hot minute before to to remind you. If you're if you're keeping track of our lives, if if you're not invested in our lives and just listening to the podcast, um, what a weird choice for you to be doing. What a weird choice. <laughs> uh, this is a weird show for you to just tune into once every probably six months. Um, before we before before we recorded last time, or right after we recorded that period before Noah had just gotten married um, and was looking for a job. Um, I had started student teaching. Um or was about to start student teaching and was moving elsewhere to do student teaching um and that i mean that was those were the big big transitions in our lives at that point oh well i hadn't we
1: hadn't moved in to this place yet
0: oh yeah, you guys haven't yeah. moved yet
1: um so now we we moved and we have our our own little two bedroom one bathroom apartment house deal thing it's nice. And I'm also once again looking for a job, so not much has changed. I'm just kidding. I start on on Monday. Yeah, yeah. woo! Yeah, I'm so excited. He's been looking for six months, guys. (laughs) But here's what's uh, one thing that hasn't changed. I was the reason I was bringing this up was because I was like back in August, NFTs weren't even a
0: thing. Like. So they probably were, but like no, they, they weren't. They were. They, they, they weren't something that I heard like like once the Matt Damon crypto
1: commercial wasn't a thing. Oh my gosh, and I cannot believe that
0: there was a time before that crypto commercial. Right, right? That is insane. Fortune it's, favors the brave. It's it's like
1: that, and the uh, the IKEA time.
0: fall collection is burned
1: into my head as <laughs> From like Eternals? that period. Yeah, <laughs> that period
0: of life. Oh gosh, um, that but
1: was. one thing that hasn't changed that we can always depend on. Is watching movies together, and the power of friendship, the power of friendship, and
0: and bonding over a good old film, good old good old film. So that's a good that's a good segue into the conversation that I wanted to have today. So Noah, as and he I, takes off his, yeah, cloak. I take, I take it off my blanket. Um, Noah and I are are pretty pretty uh, constant and I would say faithful users of the social media application Letterboxd. If you're unfamiliar, Letterboxd is a place where you can review where everybody knows your name. <laughs> everybody knows your name. Uh, Norm's there, he's always going to serve you a drink and mm-hmm. who else is there? David's ex wife. Hawkeye from MASH is there. <laughs> Alan Arkin? Yeah. Yeah, he's there. You're doing. It's a uh, it's like early it's early 80s, late 70s uh, super smash bros and so it's just mm, like mm. Uh, I don't even know Hawkeye else. joins the fight. <laughs> It Joins the fight and kills a child. Full House joins the John Stamos. Oh yeah, his Sweet. profile
1: picture on Twitter is an NFT. NFT. It yeah. all comes full circle. Yeah,
0: Daniel and I were talking about this last week. That like when he was posting about Bob, and Peace... Yeah, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. When he was posting about Bob Saget, we were just like sort of devalued the post. And you just see his like his, uh, yeah, his uh, like what, a I don't a know greasy monkey. Yeah, quick, NFT. quick quick rabbit NFT. It's just like, are you kidding me right now? If someone more more intelligent than two of us specifically about nfts could sit down with me for 30 minutes and explain that to me without me getting completely confused i will pay you a large sum of money yeah which is like a duncan gift card <laughs> <laughs> that's all that i have I, I gave a homeless guy a dairy queen gift card yesterday oh did you yeah i did it's so up good. for yourselves treasures in heaven Noah. hey man that's what it's all about count your blessings but not before they hatch hope that he got like a chicken tenders basket and that was really good for
1: him well they have like a chicken pot pie bowl thing at was, dairy queen yeah i was kind of interested
0: in hey their food is underrated i don't i, I don't often find myself there we're so getting off know. track yeah we are <laughs> anyway so um we both use Letterbox. if you're unfamiliar it's uh goodreads for movies basically you can review movies but it, it, but the whole purpose is like oh i watched whatever today and here are my brief thoughts on it um and we we both use it and have used it i don't know in every movie that we've seen since middle of 2018 yeah uh here's what i found so over the past like year i have grown like increasingly like more interested in film as like an art form and like something that changes over time and affects itself and references itself and yada 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 and basically it's because i listen to podcasts that's the (laughs) whole point um shout out the big picture one time um but anyway so i've grown more interested in film and because of that i've been like pursuing more movies and adding movies to my watch list and all, all that stuff and some of it's like classic and Whatever, whatever, whatever. But anyway, when I find myself watching classic movies in particular, or let's just say movies that have a decent amount of buzz behind it in a, a positive hype, way, a hype, a hype um, I find myself visiting a letterbox page to check the average. Um, and not only check the average, but check what my friends, people that I've trusted, have said about it and say, like, Susan gives it a four and a half out of five. Go Susan. And I'm like, I really trust Susan's opinion, but I kind of enjoyed that at three. Um, or I'm, you go on something and you say,
1: wait, I've heard so much about this, but Jim Jam gave it a two and a half.
0: Yeah. I, Why, heard, I'm not going to watch Well, well I don't want to watch that. So it completely deterred me from watching that movie. So anyway, either one way or the other, I have been influenced by factors that are are truly not impacting my everyday life. And so, like, good example would be I watched the movie um, Thief. It's a Michael Mann movie that came out in the early 80s. And people are like, this is a masterpiece. Who's that? Who's who's that impression me. Is that Michael Mann? It's Roger Ebert. Oh, it's Roger Roger Ebert. (laughs) It's one of those guys. He goes, this is a masterpiece. It's me, Gene Siskel. (laughs) So everybody's like, yeah, it's great. It's a masterpiece. It's four and a half to five stars. I'm like, okay, it's on the Criterion Collection. You should just watch. It's going to be a good movie. So I watch it, and I was like, yeah <laughs> like cool but it left me cold and i was like but i feel so like stirred to give this like a high rating because like i feel that i should and and like and th- that to me sort of just takes the- <laughs> no, no i know <laughs> an aneurysm uh <laughs> takes the joy out of like having an honest opinion that you're sharing with the world and not only that but less than the world, your friends or your <laughs> wait, followers, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> less than the world, but like the friends that you have on Letterboxd like you're sharing your opinion on like, say a movie that you watched that they also watched and you're giving your unique take to it. And so that there's less, um, I guess, there, I don't know. There's less joy in just following the crowd. And so I felt a lot of pressure to do that. Secondarily, something that has taken my joy away from watching movies, thanks to Letterboxd, is like getting into the ever so often, wait, you didn't like that as much as I did. You must be wrong. And I've had that conversation a lot with several of my friends, Noah and I's friends, just like we get into this, like, wait, well, I thought that it was a three and a half because, well, I thought it was, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like we all offer our own unique perspectives to it. And like, for some reason or another something didn't click with you that's okay like if you if you watched like a movie that's like oh it's an objectively good movie first of all what is an objectively good movie Even hey
1: we talked about that on the very first episode of this
0: podcast right, but the whole thing is like is, is is that is that even a real thing can we well, grade things objectively i and i think my opinion on that has completely shifted since that because i'm just like in, in, in my estimation you like what you like like I don't know. Give me add something. I, I need to stop talking. No, it's
1: okay. Here's what I like. Just listening. Here's what I'm thinking is I have run into. Here's what I've run into, and I won't. A brick wall. No, I won't, <laughs> he's breaking his nose. I won't uh, throw you under the bus first, or at least oh, specifically. Great. <laughs> is we'll get there. Here's what comes to mind for me because I love using Letterboxd. Yeah. Right. Um. And for me, like. I love having I love having a pretty strong opinion about a film, about a movie, about whatever. Um, and something that comes to mind to me is the movie Spree. Okay. Where the three of us, this is myself is like the second
0: time this has been mentioned in the last I know, isn't that weird? 30 minutes, but it's like not been talked about since we watched it. Uh,
1: myself, you, uh, and Daniel, our good friend, friend of the show, yeah. watched Spree. And like I was having a I was having a good time I was having a really good time. <laughs> I did not like that movie. And I think I I think I ended up giving it a three and a half maybe a four. Let's check it. Yeah, go ahead I'm, and check. I'm, while, I'm checking the record while Keep I'm talking. talking. We've we've both got Letterboxd up right now because this is a great reference. Yeah. But so we watched this movie called Spree. Um, I believe it's probably still available on Hulu to watch uh, if you're interested at all. Uh, it has Joe Keery in it. Uh, if you like Joe Stranger, Keery of, of Stranger Things fame. Yes. Um, and I was having the time of my life. I thought it was so fun and wild and crazy and interesting. And we finished it. And Daniel and Bailey were like, boy, howdy, that was one of the most boring pieces of garbage I've ever seen. And I was like, Hey, well, I really liked that. And I'll say I'll put it this way. This is why I said I'm not going to throw you under the bus right away. Yeah, Daniel he watched, demolished me. He would not let it go.
0: We watched it in March, of, March fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, proceed. Yeah, so Daniel took. Daniel
1: down. really, really went for the throat, and he was like, this, "This thing sucks," and blah blah blah. Here's what I've run into a lot, and it, and I know that we've talked about this before. Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. That's a five on Letterbox for me. Sonic the Hedgehog starring Ben Schwartz and James Marsden and Jim Carrey. That's a five on Letterbox for me. Ron's Gone Wrong starring Zach Galifianakis and Jack Dylan Glazer. That's a four and a half on Letterbox for me. You're
0: like the can of worms that just keep opening one by one. But
1: here's the thing. Not once in all of these encounters has my experience been deterred. But what I've run into is almost the exact opposite of you is I will allow myself to feel a subjective way about something that is maybe objectively bad. And I would say objectively refers to, in an app like this, or a a format like this, subjectively refers to the average, Yeah. right? right. Or objectively, my bad. Refers to like. Uh, Objectively refers to the average. It's how how much do, like how, how good is this to most people creates an objective perspective. In the world of talk. Right. It's, how do you talk about this? Well, average, it's this, whatever. Objectively, it's this. So I have run into that more often than you have, where I will allow myself to subjectively feel a certain way about something that is objectively less than average. Yeah. And it makes me want to stand my ground on it, because I wasn't conflicted about my feelings by the end of it, and that's going to stay that way. Right.
0: right? You, you, yeah, right. And, I, and then there's, like, a lot of that. I have a lot of admiration for that, because, like, the path of it is like pure stubbornness. because stubborn. you wish you could love Sonic and I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I really you don't. Do. I I like I enjoyed watching Sonic. I just I, all the ads, all the all the the product placement I'm like, just
1: looking for apartments on zillow.com. Really took me out
0: of it. And I just uh, it, it, that's, a, that's a whole conversation. Um I think it's like uh, it's it's twofold, right? It's like pure stubbornness mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah. we, we're all very stubborn people and I think just also like just doing something with your whole chest, which I think is like admirable all the time. But so in the instances of the movies that you just talked about, like those are movies that aren't terribly like panned across the board. I don't think any of them are by like any one person. I just think they kind of all evoke strong responses, Mm -hmm. like particularly like unhinged and spree. Like if it's your thing, like it's your thing. If it's not your thing, it's really not your thing. I don't think spree was. I didn't think spree was boring. I thought spree was like <laughs> it was saying something with its whole chest, and I and it thought that it was doing it in a really cool way. And I just was not on board. Like okay, I was just. I did. I, I I didn't follow the journey. I didn't feel like I was like super immersed in the world. And I thought like the format took me out of it. Um, I thought Joe Kiri was good, but everything surrounding him kind of was like. <laughs> regardless, I think the whole point is like. It can either harden your opinion to where you feel like you have to defend your ground to other people, which is kind of what you're talking about. Or it can make you second guess your opinion and finding like a something that maybe you. I don't know if finding something that might be either worse than you were told or better than you were told Um I mean, like, that's – I guess that's kind of the the whole thing of it is, like, that's kind of where you can end up. And I think you can either just be really staunch one direction or really staunch the other direction. Um, And I don't love – I don't don't love either. I I don't understand why it can't just be, like, a here's my thing and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think there's the whole other side where it's, like, oh, man, like, my review didn't get enough likes on it. Oh, no. Which is, like, something I feel sometimes. We're going to get to that. Yeah, and, like – I I feel like I'm getting off off, off track, but I,
1: let me let me pose let me pose you a question. Yeah, let me pose you a question. We watched a movie tonight. We did. Um, we watched Flea. Flea. which is Oscar-nominated documentary, yeah. animated in, international feature, incredible Flea. good movie. Um, I think it's I think it's really important. It has a lot to say. Yeah. Um, and it does it in a way. I was I was telling Daniel about this, which is so funny. So, point of this. We watched a movie tonight and I I gave it the highest rating out of all of us but that was partially because I uh, my uh higher ratings are things are, it reaches into the territory of I don't have any problems with this right now right I don't have uh, any right. problems with it um, not entirely my like overall baseline enjoyment you know if yeah. I had to average it out um, Daniel had the lowest uh enjoyment by far pretty
0: significantly. So can I talk about this for a second? Yeah, just like the whole flea thing, because like, flea is not a movie that I would say, that I would ever like come at anybody for giving it like five stars. I like I gave it four, and I gave it four just because like for the hour of the day, I'm also a full time teacher, <laughs> and I've you know, I'm tired, and so for the hour of the day that it was. It's a foreign movie, and the pace is kind of slow. It 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 was a little bit slow for what I would have wanted this evening, but that does not take away the importance of it. It doesn't take away the beauty of it. It doesn't take away any sort of quality that other people would find in it, right? So yeah. on a different sitting, on a different day, I could watch that and be like, that's masterpiece, 100%. Mm-hmm. I could see myself doing that. It's just where I was today. Right. Um, so that's not a movie that I would ever come at somebody for like giving it higher than they should. Here's my caveat there. Okay. There was another movie that came out somewhat recently that you happened to give a five to. I gave a four to. That I, I did sort of like challenge the five rating. It's a Spider-Man No Way Home. Has right? to be talked about. Yeah, I knew, talked was, about. I knew it was coming. Right? And that's a movie that like, though I heavily enjoyed it, with my whole heart, believe that it, there could be some things changed about it that could make it potentially even more enjoyable. And another conversation that I want to have about that, I mean, maybe at another time. Maybe this is not for today. I think that movie is going to do more harm for Marvel movies in the future than any Marvel movie before it. I think you're probably well. You're probably right,
1: but that's <laughs> but but people said the same thing about Avengers Endgame
0: and look where we are but, but, we're we're in a way different place that's still headed towards but, the same kind of i trajectory. don't even know what after endgame we were like you know what we should do we should fill multiverse of madness or any other movie just full of cameos because we know you guys like that yeah there's cameos in no way home no guess, yes spoiler but, alert well i mean everybody
1: already knows <laughs> yeah you should that's, have seen it by now if you're listening to this you already know I yeah. guarantee it right um no you're you're right and Again, that that comes down to how I I guess how I hand out four, four like fours to fives, right. how I hand them out. And I I'm pretty right, check under your chair. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a to borrow a, how I met your mother terminology, I'm a little bit of a stamp tramp. I put <laughs> I put my tramp I would sorry, he I put my tramp I everywhere. put my stamp on a lot of things that right, maybe sure. don't deserve it. But so, as as we were talking, I was looking through kind of my entire film, you know, watch list on Letterboxd and what I would, you know, what I have given five stars. Yeah. And um, there's a few in there that are like, I don't feel like I need to justify or argue about this because this is something that is special to me. Right. Um, it's, you know, cause if I have to justify those things, it's something like Sonic, the hedgehog, right.
0: Or, or things like that. But what's the point of that though? Like, I I think that's a fair like response of like a, there's no reason that I would have to justify that. But like this, the question is like, why would the thought of justification even come to your mind if this wasn't proving such a big issue? And like, This, I feel like this whole medium has like completely taken away the joy of discourse that used to happen when, like, we would leave a theater and be like, let's talk about what we just saw. Or like, we turn something off and we're like, let's just talk about what we just saw. You do that all the time, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like since this app has been created, I have said to myself more often than not, even though we've been spread far away, some of us are, you know, in different States away and that sort of thing. I've been like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that that person had this take about this movie. I never talked to them about it, but I hold this like judgment of their over their judgment of a movie that has yeah. no bearing on me. Well, I,
1: a, a certain name comes to mind, which is hilarious to think about because I think this person has horrible takes. Yeah. But it's like, that's one of those things. It's like, you can just look at it and be like, Oh, that person thought that about that. Wow. Like, yeah, but now I will say, even in that, because there's one, there's a guy that both you and I follow on Letterboxd that we have never met in real life. Yeah. Um, and big fan of his diary on Letterboxd. Big yeah. fan of his work. Yeah, okay? big fan of his work. Now, I was so appreciative at a certain point that our usage of Letterboxd influenced his usage of Letterboxd in a way that was like, oh these few people that I follow all watch this movie and they gave it an above average or average score. Yeah. I will now
0: watch this movie. And that's like, Oh yeah, that's the purest form. Of it happened bombs. like two or three times where it was like in a row and enough times where it was like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like it was like a day after we and had now watched it's it to the point where it's like, it makes me, I see these things and I'm
1: just like, I like, I, I hate more than anything when people have the most, average takes on something that feels like more people more more people than less have one way or the other right yeah like you know yeah so i get what you're saying with like the that discourse is now ruined right um or or, or it's just like
0: i guess tampered in a way Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: there's i think there's one thing that comes to mind there uh congratulations listeners you are now uh, a part of my completion or my, my completed journey of watching all of the Harry Potter films for the first time. Woo! I just wrapped them up. As uh, of like last a week? A week ago, yeah. yeah. I just wrapped them up about a week ago. Uh, my wife and I watched them together, both for the first time. Uh, I had, I, I've probably mentioned it on the show before, I'd only seen the first 45 minutes of uh, The Sorcerer's Stone, fell asleep because I popped a Benny. Uh, at the beginning of the shout movie out
0: <laughs> and shout out allergies, yeah, shout out
1: allergies. That's a new, that's a new uh, story. New development. We'll talk about
0: later. Anyways,
1: new allergy just dropped. New allergy
0: just dropped. So uh,
1: i we finished watching Harry Potter and uh, we all know around the town that I'm a huge fan of star Wars and Lord mm. of the Rings. And Harry Potter is one of those things that didn't make its way into my brain the way that other people have it. And, for my wife she loves them she gave most of them if not all of them i think above
0: a three and a half yeah she loved. she she said she liked them when star wars yeah right yeah yeah she
1: did i said you can say it and she did and then i cried um and, <laughs> and hey, he hasn't stopped but here's the thing is we had a little bit of that discourse because i felt like upon a first viewing with somebody that also is seeing it for the first time and it's kind of that idea of like okay a number can reflect what you thought of it, but we have pretty significantly different opinions of this. Let's talk it out. And I loved having that discourse. Um, so much so that I started like, I started taking notes about making a YouTube video about Mm. some thoughts that I had, especially as it relates to JK Rowling and her version of Christianity. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. Right. Um, but that like conversation, it is truly one of the first times in a while that I've had an extended conversation that is a back and forth give and take of here are my thoughts and how they differ from yours versus myself, Rachel, Brady, and Daniel walking away from the power of the dog and saying, yeah, that was fine. Like all right. of us were like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. And then that's it.
0: Well, I think if, it, I think if it, something can inspire you to do something like that, then I think you, you see like the effectiveness of like what that conversation has brought. And not only the conversation, but like what reactions the film has like sparked from you. And here's the thing, like if you watch The Power of the Dog and you're like, wow, that really sparked a strong emotion from me. Um, other than like I appreciate the craft of that. That's kind of where I was. I think that's where we all kind of were. We watched it different times, but like when I watched it, it left me a little bit cold where I I felt like I was missing something after the movie ended. But it didn't spur anything in me that was like really overly emotional. When movies can make us feel things, it's weird to compare Harry Potter to The Power of the Dog, but when (laughs) movies can can make us feel things so extremely and, and, and sit... Either on one side or the other and maybe bring us to a place of centrism and understanding uh, both points of view. Wow. Uh, Applicable, I guess. Um, (laughs) uh, Understanding both points of view that could be potentially helpful to not only um, the relationship of the people that are having the conversation, but it helps them then try to, I don't know, see things they didn't see before. And then then encourages a rewatch or, you know, like the, so you, you keep having the conversation doesn't yeah. end.
1: Well, okay. I gotta, we gotta jump on that because here's the thing. You know that there are a few things about movies and the way that they speak to an audience, the way that they are like commanding an audience. There are a few things about the way, the way that certain movies do that that really, really get under my skin. And one of those things is when a movie demands a rewatch. That is one of the most frustrating things to me. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't say that the Power of the Dog demands a rewatch. It encourages one though. It encourages a rewatch because there are things that absolutely are not important until the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Where it's like, well, wait, now that thing back there is really important. I, I need to I gotta go see go back and watch it. And it's that's the thing is. I didn't like it that much the first time. I don't want to rewatch it. Yeah. And it makes it worse that it's like, no, no, you should go back and rewatch it. It's like, no, I, my thoughts about most of this are pretty final. Do I really like, is it going to change that much to see those few things?
0: Like, yeah. Come to fruition. in a significant way, but I get
1: letterboxd will prompt that where it's like, (laughs) no, 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 Everyone else disagrees with you. You're wrong. Go rewatch it, and that's
0: frustrating. That's a good full circle thing because I was going to bring that up too. Like, yeah, I, yeah, because because then there's that side where the movie is telling you to rewatch it, right? And then there's the other side where people are telling you to rewatch it because you got it wrong. So you should go check out your opinion like the second time. Um, I, I think when a movie can encourage you to refer back to itself, that's a really powerful thing as long as the whole meaning of the movie is not lost the first time because you didn't get it the first, like is not lost the first time because you didn't get it so like for example like the movie enemy the neville news movie enemy like i watched that the first time and i didn't get it and i didn't feel led to rewatch it because i felt isolated i didn't feel included in the conversation yeah um and i was like no this made me feel dumb and not like in the dumb in the way where i was like i was challenged by it it was like I didn't see what it was going after, therefore I don't want to try to keep pursuing this like lens of knowledge, or something like, I don't know, uh, oh gosh, well, something like Fight Club, Like it's such a basic example, yeah. but like you watch Fight Club and then you find out what happens at the end of Fight Club. No spoilers, I guess. You find out what happens at the end of Fight Club and then you're like, oh, I want to watch it again with that lens yeah. because now I feel like I can get something new out of it because you still understand the full picture of what the movie is at the end of your first watch, but you go back to the second watch and say, oh my gosh, this recontextualization has made this experience even more powerful for me. Yeah. And there's loads of other movies that do that too. I think for some people, The Power of the Dog is that. It's just like I, I, I just don't have the time to spend two hours, yeah. like feeling kind of cold. Well, we've okay, we've talked
1: about this a few times, probably on and off the show, obviously, but um, the amount of times that you and I have watched uh, Hereditary and Midsommar
0: are. Kind of
1: earth shattering, I think.
0: I, I've watched *Midsommar* a lot of times. *Hereditary* is a movie that I'm scared. I I, 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 go, I go back and forth in terms of like grim fascination, terror, and then also like, like and grief and, and yeah, the whole thing. It's just like yeah, um, no, 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 yeah. But I, I, that's something for
1: me where that was something I pointed to a lot at the beginning of my letterbox journey because it was in 2018. Right. Um, that one of my
0: first movies liked as well. I think um, *Hereditary*. Was. Yes.
1: And that's something that I point to where the first time I saw it blown away and I thought about it more and more and more and more. And second time I watched it, I noticed things that I hadn't the first time, but not because the movie was telling me, Hey, you missed these things before it was because I had time to sit back and think about it. And then I saw things differently. And after that watching, I thought about more things, came back to it and saw more things differently. And it's happened every single time that I have revisited that movie is I'll see something new in it that isn't, it's not like the movie is presenting itself differently. It's not changing. It's not evolving. Right. But it's just the fact that I'm having more discourse about it is something that the movie says, hey, yeah, we're open to that. We're totally open to that. Right. So maybe something like Enemy, and we talked about this recently too, is I like Enemy a lot. I really do. And part of the reason that I'm okay with not having all the answers is because I'm okay with not having all the answers, I guess like that's right. You know, I, I watched enemy for the first time and I was, you know, I was mostly stunned by the fact that I was like, what did I just watch? And and what does it mean? Right. And I wanted, the reason that I watched it again was not to like gain clarity for myself, but to show somebody else. I watched it with my brother and I watched it with Jake and I was like, I want to know what you guys think of this movie. Cause I'm a big fan of Denis Villeneuve and Jake Gyllenhaal and, so we watched that again, or I had watched it again, and they watched it for the first time because I was kind of like, what do you guys think? And that way I had that like, okay, that's where other people are probably coming in first time. I've seen it before, so now we can talk about it and say, what, what was your perspective of this? And they're like, well, it struck me this way. And I'm like, I think that's supported by this because I've had time to ruminate. Sure, yeah. Um, so revisiting in that context is different, but if if you're not okay with the way... If you're saying, like, well, the movie is saying this one thing, but it doesn't track all the way through, and I'm not willing to put in the effort to try to make it work in my head because why would I? Right. You know, that's that's the filmmaker's job, not to be prude about it, but that's the filmmaker's job.
0: Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I I think um, to sort of – we I want to keep having that conversation because I think that's interesting. But, like, to kind of put a, a, a capper on the letterbox thing. Like, the letterbox thing, like – and we'll come back to that, what you just mentioned. The, the letterbox thing – I I think if if it is supportive of the journey that you are taking in terms of like watching movies, watching more movies, encouraging you to discover movies like go, go that. Yeah, but if it ever <laughs> finds you like finds you questioning the amount of joy that you're experiencing while watching a movie because you're so caught up um in what's going to happen after in your review, or what happened before and you're studying of other people's reviews, then then if you're not being present in the moment, you should re- remove that as a distraction. Mm-hmm. Something that I would encourage you, um, as, as something that I just kind of discovered on this journey as well, is like this journey. Gosh, it sounds like I'm the season of your going life. Going through a self help, yeah, this season of my life, this yeah. really challenging season. Awesome. That, like what, like watching movies, something that I've discovered recently is like. You should rate it off of the feeling that it gives you at the end. Like if a movie leaves you feeling in a very specific sort of way, um, so emotionally overpowered, so confused, so distorted, so whatever, that's a powerful feeling. Um, If it can make you feel something like that, even joy, some extreme joy, like go with that. And I think if you're feeling anything strongly one way or the other, especially if that was the movie's intent, it often was probably affected in what it was doing. Um, So I would encourage you to judge it that way on that same conversation with Enemy, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my problem with movies like that um, is it didn't leave me feeling confounded or confused because that was the movie's point it left me feeling confounded, confused, and aggravated mm-hmm. because i was left outside of the conversation, right? and i think that is the key thing that you shouldn't leave a viewer feeling is agitated that they have been excluded from something. for example, the first time that we watched tenet, oh, like boy. i after, was just thinking of tenet. after after i we finished watching that movie, i was like i don't get the point, why is this movie so cool? like what what am I missing oh, it's here? Not. And 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 then it's you not. just get so frustrated because you're just like, oh gosh, this movie is like this movie thinks it's so much better than it actually is. All that stuff. Um, but then if a movie can truly like disorient you, um, because that was the point, I think there's something really powerful in that. And I am I, like, not saying that that's not the point of the Enemy because I think it is in part. But the disorientation the movie is trying to leave you feeling. Versus the aggravation that you have from not understanding the movie, that there should be it, there should be a, a more imba- more balanced on the disorientation. I'm getting lost here, but as an example, right? So the movie, like I'm thinking of ending things, it, it like the the Charlie Kaufman movie is like a movie that like I think really struck me because I felt what it was trying to make me feel, even if I didn't have all the answers. Yeah. And it didn't even necessarily make me want to find all the answers, but I was like, it was effective because it made me feel the way that it wanted to. Yeah. And it never f- made me feel like I was dumb for not, for not getting to the conclusion that maybe it was going after. Whereas like something like enemy um, kind of made me feel stupid. Well, that's it, the thing is so I I think the difference I, you know, there is
1: it makes enemy a movie like enemy makes you feel like there are answers, but you're just not seeing them. Yeah. It's, it's telling you that things are tied together in a certain way. That it is concrete, but it's just spider's web web or something like that. But that it's just it's hidden from you because you didn't get it, right? Where I'm thinking of ending things, I felt the same way. I've not gone back to rewatch it because I'm not thinking that my I'm not thinking of ending things. I'm I'm not thinking that my that my viewing experience is going to be enhanced by watching it again because the movie does things and takes these turns and shows these things that don't all line up. And it doesn't present you with the idea that the movie thinks. Okay, it doesn't present you with the idea that the movie thinks that it is completely tied together in a concrete, tangible way that says this is the one and only way it makes sense. Right. There's
0: something abstract that's like kind of just like it's really abstract. You have to like put together yourself, or yeah, people
1: aren't used to seeing that. Right. Is like the, and inside. and it makes me think of Eternal Sunshine as well. as there are bits of that that are that are you know somewhat abstract and people are like, well, I didn't really get that thing. I was supposed to kind of get this. It's supposed to be straightforward, right? And then the same people will never visit something like Synecdoche, New York, that is entirely abstract, right? Yeah, is so
0: abstract that there's barely even a through line. Which is like the point of that movie is like yeah. what it's trying to make you feel more than anything else. Which is another great example, like another like a perfect example of like how you feel about this at the end of it, it's really what it's trying to pursue. It's not necessarily like, um, it's not necessarily like what you understand of like what point a meant to point B and like, Oh, this stood for this clearly. It's like, no, that's not the point. I think as long as you're like, Oh, Hey, like (laughs) it made me feel something. That's, I guess that's strong enough. Like, yeah. Um, a reason to, well, and the, the,
1: the reason I thought of tenant when you were talking about that is because, um, I think some of the people that we had seen that movie with would probably point to Tenet and say, no, 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 no. This movie's not supposed to make you feel something. It's not supposed to be a feeling, okay? It's not supposed to be an emotion. It's supposed to be a reaction, right? Was it cool, right? And I I thoroughly disagree because walking out of Tenet, how I felt was I felt like I had a bad taste in my mouth. Something didn't click with me, And I wasn't enjoying myself. And that's enough of a feeling to say, I don't really enjoy all of that. And there's something about it that didn't really click with me. That's enough of a feeling. I think that like it would be reductionist to say that movies, not all movies can be judged by the way that it makes you feel. I honestly do think, I honestly do think Spider-Man no way home is a pretty good example for most people is I felt a sense of childlike wonder and nostalgia. Right,
0: which is the point. And yeah. that's the point. Yeah.
1: And I think it and I think it accomplishes that. I've felt, you know, I I felt peril for for certain characters. I felt grief for others. I felt, you know, satisfaction uh and empathy for others and and those are are truly the feelings that you leave with um regardless of its compositional prowess. Yeah,
0: I I think that's fair. I I think that and then kind of just, well, we can wrap up and move on. Cause I, we're probably, probably running kind of long on this one Only as a tiny bit, as, as we, as we always bit. do. Um, but I, I think, uh, the thing about that, that particular idea is like, if the feeling outweighs what you might perceive as the clear flaws, then yes, like go with that yeah, feeling. Yeah. But if any flaws are distracting you from maybe feeling that feeling to the most of their ability, then maybe you should ask yourself, like, what? Well, what's really like? What? What am I? What am I taking issue with here? Neither right? Um, but yeah, that's really all that I. I guess that that's what we can wrap up with. Well, we we got to talk about the the way that I have
1: used Letterboxd and yeah, why it has uh, enhanced my enjoyment.
0: You've also changed it recently. I though. changed it recently, but yeah. that's
1: and I'll tell you why. Um, here's what I started doing. Is um, all the way back in February of 21, okay, a year ago, um, we watched, on February 4th, we watched Our Friend, starring Jason Segel and uh, Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Um, She's on the
0: rise these days. Oh, I just knocked my mic. But That's okay.
1: She's on the rise these days. She is. uh, Great film. And here's the thing is, I, before that, took a lot of pride in how funny my reviews were about a given movie. I would think of a joke and I'd be like, that's the funniest thing in the world right now. And I hope people like my review
0: and it got a little bit tiring, but and our friend is a notoriously funny movie. So (laughs) it was really
1: easy to find one when we watched our friend. Um, I heard a line in it that I will refrain from repeating because there's a cussy word. Um, but I heard a line in it and I just thought to myself that, is it like that is that's all I need to, to write to put my thoughts down of this movie. Right. And from that point on, I started uh, finding one quote from every movie that summed up my thoughts perfectly, um, which is difficult in some cases, but remarkably uh, easier than you would think um, whether it's just like that um in our friend, the quote is I'll redact, but the quote is, I don't know, man, getting your crap together is overrated. Yeah. Um, and I was just really hit by that line because of the way that it comes at the end of the movie. Um, so 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 good so good. Okay. Um, and I was doing quotes for everything for a long time, and what ended up happening was I actually paid attention more to every line of dialogue because and and now I'm at the point where I think the, they put this in here for a reason. Nobody accidentally typed that line,
0: right? Right. Especially in relation to what the movie's going after, yeah.
1: right? So, using the actual script of the movie to to pay attention to what the movie is trying to say, and using the script above everything else to say, well, what are what are the moments that are said? What are the moments that are not said? Um, and using that to say, this is you know my overall uh, enjoyment of the movie because I have paid attention to every single line and I have gotten all of it. You yeah. Know? And here's
0: what you see like as the thesis statement of what the movie's pursuing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I started doing that and it's been very rewarding because it's fun to pick out funny lines. It's meaningful to pick out lines that you might forget. Um, and it's, you know, good. It's, it's a good feeling to like watch. Um, I think it's the R- return of the King, Lord of the Rings, return of the King, where uh, where Pippin asks Gandalf like what's on the other side so to speak mm. and Gandalf describes it and Pippin's responses. well that doesn't sound too bad mm, yeah that's, and Gandalf, that's fantastic Gandalf moment. is like no it doesn't sound too it, bad is, at all yeah, like, like, which uh, yes that's ripped from the book yes um, so let's see.
0: Um, don't tell me the quote. Um, well, the
1: thing is, I could pull it up right here. I know, I know. But I'll know. let you. I'll let you think about it because uh, it
0: all fades to like silver glass, right? That the, whole that whole yes, segment. Oh yes. gosh, it's like such a beautiful. Um. Yeah. The, the glass
1: beautiful. curtain pulls back and reveals. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Um. So it's stuff like that that is super super rewarding. Now this past Christmas, <laughs> I watched the holiday with. Uh, with my parents and with my wife because my mom loves the holiday, starring Jude Law, uh, Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, and none other than Kate Winslet. Uh, it's a fair Christmas movie, it's a good one, it's you know, really average, it's pretty funny, it's very cute. Uh, but it is a uh, what's her name? I'm trying to think of the director. She's like. Uh, she's famous. I keep wanting to say. I keep wanting to say Nancy Drew. No, it's yeah. not it's Nancy, Nancy Drew. Meyers. Nancy yeah. Myers. Nancy Myers.
0: Nancy Myers. nor Ephron and Nancy Myers like the two like big like mom romantic comedy yes genre titans. Watching
1: a Nancy Myers movie, I listened to every line of dialogue in that movie. Not a one was worth even writing down. Mm. Not because, a one
0: because they weren't like contributing to like, it's the overall. So thing. it's
1: not smart writing. It's just really dumb. And there's nothing in it that's even of any value, wow. um, and it's that's an o- hardcore. That's a hardcore okay thing to say. But since then, I was like, "Wow, I have just reached my breaking point," and now I'm almost tired of finding quotes. And so I've gone Thanks back to Nancy I've Myers gone back to holiday. like <laughs> I've gone back to quotes <laughs> here and there, maybe a joke here or there, or yeah, maybe not nothing at all. Um, I think for the Harry Potter movies, if I look at my diary right now, for the Harry Potter movies, um, I had like. Only one of them was those, those ones,
0: those ones, those ones are harder. That's for yes. sure. That's um, for sure. Which
1: is funny because they're based on books. Hilarious. I know. Um, yeah. but I only had one, uh, and it was from the first movie. The quote is, No more mail through this letterbox. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was Thanks, Vernon Dursley. Yes, that was uh, kind great. of pressing. Um, but anyways, that's kind of gauged my like ability to become invested in a movie, and I think it's been really helpful to like sit in it and instead of thinking at the beginning of the movie, okay, what am I going to say at the end of this? Right. Then it's even, it's even more enjoyable to, to go with the movie and be present in every single moment and hear everything and think about every line and like actually reflect on it and say, is that line important? What did that mean? Right. Right. Or like, do I like that line? Why was that there? stuff like that. I will add in a small thing and then I'll let you talk and we'll probably wrap up. Yeah. Um, but I've also uh, for, I think three movies now I have uh, been paying close enough attention to find like fun little Easter egg, like film fun facts mm-hmm. uh, in three movies so far that no four movies so far that have not been talked about anywhere on the internet before. And that's like a super rewarding feeling. Uh, I found one for The Gentleman. If you would like to go to my letterbox and check out my review for The Gentleman, there's a fun fact there. Uh, One of them was for Prisoners, uh, directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, One was for Coraline, um, and one was for Chronicle from Josh Mm. Trank. Uh, and I have submitted today. all of those fun facts to, to, IMDb. I, to IMDb Trivia and they've all been approved, which is like a oh, really that, good that's feeling. Super cool. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I can like go there and be like, I just contributed to Internet history in like a really interesting way is something that I'm proud of, you know. Yeah. So that's my little spiel. That's I Yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: So. So, yeah. So um, I, I guess now is a good good time as any to like move into like what we've been reading, watching, listening to real quickly. Then we'll end the show. So, uh, Noah, has there any been anything in recent past couple weeks or so that you've been reading, watching, listening to that you've been like, man, that's worth noting? That's notable,
1: um, if so you will. Let, let me think, because um, I'm trying to remember if we had talked about it last time on the show. Well, let me just, first of all, been watching Harry Potter. Um, we talked Did about that. this already. Yep. Um, my overall thoughts are that um, it obviously gets better as the series goes on. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite as they get darker, you yeah, like as them they get more. darker. I know that's the thing is I, yeah. I told this you don't team, want to be that
0: guy, but also, but also there are, they are better. They get more, um, they get, they, they get make, better.
1: they make more sense um, along the way and they feel more connected. And um, yeah, it just feels like more things happen, more important things happen that are all connected instead of just a collection of random events at this wacky school. Um, yeah. Just like freak of the week stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that there's anything else. Um, I started rewatching Avatar: The Last Airbender uh, with Rachel because she's never oh, seen wow. it before, so I'm excited to get into that again. Have any strong thoughts? Um, like it so far? She is. She's like anticipating it to be pretty good. She thinks it's cute
0: right now. She's I guess like, it's sort of just cute at the beginning. Yeah,
1: of course. Um, we're only three or four episodes in, so mm-hmm. we'll see if that continues. Um, other TV shows have been. Watching the current How I Met Your Father spinoff show, it's fine. Um,
0: right. Every time we talk, you're like, have you seen it yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And you've been like, it's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> a exactly, glowing endorsement. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Um, I think
1: other than that, we I just wrapped up, you and I both just wrapped up The Book of Boba Fett, which has been Literally just, really exciting. Yeah, I, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I, I have fun. I have overall good thoughts about it. If you'd like to hear more in-depth thoughts, you can check out... Scum and Villainy Pod, you check out Yeah, Scum, Scum and Villainy Podcast. Scum. Scum. and Villainy Podcast, where I'm the co-host and our good friend Garrett is the host. And we talk only Star Wars, mm-hmm. so if that's anything you're interested in. Only Star Wars all the time. Only Star Wars all the time. Um, But I will say, because I don't know if we mentioned it last time we recorded, I honestly don't know where I was at this point. But instead of reading things, um, I've been writing. I've been writing a book. And I don't think you did mention it last time. I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't think um, you did. But since then, I am eight chapters in. How many um, pages is so that? About seventy-two pages. That's absurd. Um, me. which is like like full typed out, you know, nine by eleven pages, um, eleven or twelve point font. It's not like it's nothing to sneeze at. Certainly, no, that's a lot. That's so, substantial. Yeah, and I'm hoping this weekend to get a little bit more into it. I've got some errands to run tomorrow, but I'd like to jump back into it. It's um, it's coming together really well, and I'm kind of chomping at the bit to, to get to the like actual inciting event um, that will, you know, Eventually, take shape of what the rest of the book will be.
0: With your characters into action, yes, yeah. make, them, um, make them do something. And,
1: you know, rising action and climax
0: and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am like, and yeah, punctuation, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm a writer <laughs> and grammar. Oh yeah, and um, shove it through grammarly. It's I'll fine. say,
1: I'll say this much: is um, I would love to get more opinions. If you're even listening to this this far and you're interested in reading a little tiny fantasy novel by yours truly,
0: boy, yours, boy, yours
1: truly, then. Um, Hit me up. I'll share the Google Doc with you, and you can give me your thoughts.
0: Um, I think it's pretty good, so shut up. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me your opinion if it's not like mine. Yeah. That's the whole letterbox conversation thesis in one one sentence. We, but full circle. But good on you, Noah. That's that's great. Um. Uh, anyway, so things that I've been reading, watching, listening to, um, watching. Uh, I've been watching the the Peacemaker show that's on HBO Max. I'm only like two weeks behind um from being caught up completely but I think it's really good um and the first three episodes especially like they, they rolled out at the same time and I was like those first three episodes are are fantastic like really really good stuff so if you liked suicide squad the suicide squad i would I would check that out other than that checking our um catching up on like Oscar stuff oh, yeah, um, yeah so um this past weekend our friend Daniel and I watched um This was my last Oscar or Big Picture, not Big Picture, lol, shout out again. (laughs) This is my last uh, Best Picture nominee that I hadn't seen um, was uh, Drive My Car by, uh, I'm not going to pronounce his last or his name because I don't want to butcher it, but Japanese filmmaker, Um, and it like blew me away. It's a a three-hour movie about grief in Japanese, and that sounds dry, but like, I think when a movie can really draw you in, captivate you like immediately, and you are so willing to go on a three-hour journey through this man's like mind, um, it's so powerful. And I think it's uh, like a lot more exciting than you might take it take, take it for credit for, yeah, take it for granted for. I don't know what the word I was trying sure. to say. Like take take give it, it credit for. Yeah, you yeah, give it credit for. God, I, I tried to combine like six hey, man, phrases at late. the same time. <laughs> it's, I'm so tired. Um, but I really recommend that. Really fantastic stuff. Um, reading, um, I've been reading the book, uh, Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney, um, and also, um, Seth Rogen's book, Yearbook. I uh, started reading that a couple days ago. And you picked up Matthew McConaughey's book. Greenlights, yeah. yeah. And I'll start reading Greenlights after I finish Where Beautiful World, Where Are You? Um, the yearbook book by Seth Rogen is sort of just like vignettes by chapter. So it's sort of like a nice diversion from Beautiful World, Where Are You? Which is like millennial uh rant uh romance slash like the world is falling apart which is like Mm, wonderful very 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 specific but (laughs) very good yeah kind (laughs) of like that very specific but very good um um, other things as well but you know that's that's kind of a, a brief brief little sentence of it uh, oh no and I watched Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Yeah, that I was just thinking I had fi- we had finished a
1: show. I was like, man, what did I just yeah, Yellow watch? Yellow Jackets front to is back? good. Yeah, I had COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we had, Gives I, you a lot of time like, to do stuff. Finally
0: actually had COVID. Cuz I I had COVID when I watched it too. Yeah.
1: Thanks and, Omicron. And uh we we watched Yellow Jackets um, on it's on Showtime. On Showtime, yeah. Yeah, it's um it is what it is. I'll say this, I wasn't in love with it um, front to back, mm. but it's got some interesting stuff that happens at the end. Yeah. Right. You're at all into really gory mysteries. Uh, it's
0: for you. It really hooks you into season two too. It I, does. I, it I, does. I think I liked it more than Noah did. I, I, you I, did. I, I'll say I, this right uh, now. You did. I really, <laughs> I really liked it and I'm, I'm really excited for the next, for the next installment. I think it's so interesting. And, uh, yeah, I guess that, that's that's that's, a, that's about all she wrote for today. So um, hopefully you enjoyed our our <laughs> exhausted ramblings about Letterboxd um, this fine Friday. I'm uh, recording it on a Friday, and you're listening to it on a Friday. Who cares if it's the same Friday? Yes, it's no, not. It's maybe not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening um, so far. Again, I'm your host, um, Bailey Hunt. And you can find me at BaileyJames1215 on Instagram and BaileyJHunt on Twitter um and uh, whatever my letterbox is, it's one of it's those. Probably Bailey J Hunt. It's it's Twitter, probably right? that. So you can check me out there, um, and see if I post anything insightful. And I don't. Um, and yeah. And so who's who's this guy? I'm your, your
1: co-host. I have been. I will be. Uh, and I. You can find me at uh, Instagram and Twitter, and letterbox at Noah underscore to gorgeous. We have and,
0: a. Uh, we have a. Our wait.
1: Yes, our Instagram uh, for our, our podcast. podcast is strictly
0: conversational pod. Yeah, I think so. I haven't ad- I haven't accessed that account in so long. I do. I truly don't remember. It's at Strictly conversational Podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. And, sure. and I I, I got to check and see if I I have the login still. I just we'll we'll we'll, we'll reactivate things. This is sort of like a slow rolling out. No and I now live in a same the same place, same town at least, close enough where we can record somewhere regularly. Yes, at least for the, the time we being. Live, we live together like are in the same place more regularly than before. Yeah. We, yeah. Right. Things were, things were a little bit in flux there in terms of where we were. Um, so now we can actually record. Cause I'm not, I know that you do it with Garrett, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not pro like, let's film on zoom. Like I yeah, I just no. think, I think there's something about it. That's like, there's it's a harder. disconnect. It's harder. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're not, we're not really looking to get to that point, but anyway, um, shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden uh, for writing, composing our theme song. Um, you can find him um, now at um, Athletic on Spotify. Athletic with two eyes. That is his new um, moniker that he's releasing music under. Um, and it's very different than his music before, but it's very good. Uh, so you should check him out when you get a chance to, uh, next time, it's Noah's turn to introduce the topic to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, and so we'll have to see what that's about, his uh, fascination with uh, plushes or maybe his uh, ranking of Pepsid slash Tums products.
1: Actually, I've got quite a few uh, in the bag. So, uh, Oh, really? That's That oh, cool. actually is a possible episode title. I'll give you the thesis right now. Tums number one, Pepsid number two, uh, Pepto-Bismol number three, and then at the bottom is uh magnesium something it's like a white tablet like magne- magnesium sulfate is that what it maybe? is maybe
0: i've got it in okay. the over
1: in the bathroom but that's my ranking of my top four
0: okay tums worked for me just now my stomach was hurting but now it's not so you can check us out next time to see what <laughs> <laughs> what, what conversation kind of crazy we have stuff we get up to <laughs> kind of kooky crazy oh uh, was well, a wild crazy time but anyway um as always i uh, don't take yourselves too seriously be good to one another and if you're supposed to um go ahead and wear a mask um if you feel comfortable enough uh get vaccinated fly the curve all that stuff um covid's still evolving and changing every week so um just be safe out there guys yeah just be safe bye